1902, Milwaukee, in the newly formed American League, moved its franchise to St. Louis. With the established Cardinals in the National League and the newly arrived and christened Browns in the American League, St. Louis joined Boston, Chicago, and Philadelphia as the only cities with teams in both major leagues. The arrival of the Browns, who took the team name previously used by the Cardinals, was an immediate blessing for St. Louis baseball fans. While the Cardinals struggled in 1902 and finished in sixth place in the National League with a record of 56 and 78, the Browns, with future Hall of Famers Bobby Wallace and Jesse Burkett in the lineup, finished in second place in the American League, just behind Connie Mack's Philadelphia A's with a record of 78 and 58. The blessing of two teams, unfortunately, soon turned into a curse for St. Louis baseball fans. In 1903, the year of the first modern World Series, both the Cardinals and the Browns had losing records, with the Cardinals finishing in last place. The Cardinals finished in last place again in 1907 and in 1908, while the Browns ended up last in 1905, 1910, and 1911. In 1913, both the Cardinals and the Browns ended up in the cellar. The only good news for long-suffering St. Louis fans was that neither team finished with 100 losses, though the Cardinals came close with a 51-99 and record. The Browns lost 96 games that season, three less than the Cardinals, but that was small consolation for St. Louis baseball fans who'd watched the Browns finish with over 100 losses in the three previous seasons, including 107 losses in both 1910 and 1911. Things didn't get much better for the rest of the decade. From 1915 through 1919, the Cardinals and the Browns each managed only one winning season. When both teams had losing records in 1920, it looked like St. Louis fans would be doing little dancing in the approaching Jazz Age. But all that began to change in 1921 when the Cardinals and the Browns shocked and delighted their fans with winning records and third-place finishes. It was the best finish for a St. Louis team since the Browns played their way into second place in 1902. The surprising success of the Cardinals and the Browns in 1921 carried over into the 1922 season when, 100 years ago, both teams, led by two of the greatest players in baseball history, battled for the pennant and transformed St. Louis into a baseball town. In 1922, Rogers Hornsby almost single-handedly led the Cardinals to an 85-69 record, good for a tie for third place with the Pirates, and only one game behind the second-place Reds. With his 401 batting average, Hornsby became the first National League player in modern history to hit over 400. With his 42 home runs and 152 RBIs, he broke the National League records for home runs and RBIs. Any way you look at it, Rogers Hornsby is the greatest hitting second baseman of all time. The career of the man they called Raja blossomed with the advent of the live ball era. He won seven batting titles and did so with power never seen at his position. The Browns had their own star in George Sisler on their way to a 93-61 and record in 1922 and a second-place finish just a game behind the pennant-winning Yankees. Sisler batted 420, only one point less than Napoleon Lajoie's American League record of 421. It was his second 400 season, a feat accomplished before in modern baseball history, only by Ty Cobb. Gorgeous George was the first baseball player to be featured on the cover of Time magazine. 
But after the 1922 season, an illness struck Sisler, which derailed him in the prime of his career. He evidently had a sinus infection, and it caused him to have double vision. Sisler's teammate, Ken Williams, led the American League in home runs with 39 and RBIs with 155, but Williams benefited from the absence of Babe Ruth for the first month of the 1922 season after Ruth was suspended by baseball for barnstorming after the 1921 World Series. Ruth, who set an American League record with 59 home runs in 1921, managed only 35 home runs after he returned in May from his suspension. The Browns were also able to take advantage of Ruth's suspension and surged into first place where they remained as late as July before they were overtaken by the Yankees. While neither the Cardinals or the Browns won the pennant in 1922, they gave St. Louis fans a great baseball season. Both teams battled for the pennant in the last days of the season and remarkably had their league's leaders in batting average, home runs, and RBIs, a feat accomplished only one other time in baseball history by the 1934 Philadelphia A's and Phillies. St. Louis fans would have to wait until 1926 for the Cardinals to give the city its first pennant and World Series championship but in 1922, the city's teams began the transformation of St. Louis into a great baseball town. This is Pete Peterson for Reading Baseball.